The top team that's picked to win the NFC West got a little bit better today. Did the Arizona Cardinals miss out on an opportunity to improve their running back room? And also, their ex-girlfriend won't leave them alone. It's coming up. It's Locked on Cardinals. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the show. Rise up, Red Sea. We are uh, weeks away from the NFL season kicking off. Arizona Cardinals have one more preseason game to go against the New Orleans Saints. Remains to be seen who's going to be in action for the Cardinals on that day. But we can tell you this. One of the teams in their division got bettered today, and it was a position that the Arizona Cardinals, unless we're naive, uh, it needs some help. It's uh, the running back position. We'll get into it. We'll tell you about the deal. Plus, we'll get into the Arizona Cardinals' ex-girlfriend continuing to uh, try to show, throw shade on the team. They might need to put a restraining order on her. I don't, I don't know what to do at this point. Or you just kind of just you mute her or you block her on Facebook, all social media channels. I don't know. But don't block us. At Bob Brack, at B-R-E-C-K, at Clancy's Corner, at Lockdown AZ Cards. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, please subscribe if you haven't done so already. If you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, do that. Also, let me tell you this. The NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Lockdown Podcast Network. August 30th. Through September 8th, Lockdown's Ultimate Season Previews, taking you through every team, every division, with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. I believe it's Jason Lockenfora for the NFC West. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in beginning August 30th. This is the season preview. I mean, you can listen to it, and it's going to be great, but also we're getting you ready for the season just as much, if not uh, if not better. I'd, I'd say we're doing it better. I mean, we talk about this team on a daily basis, and uh, th- there is one. there was one move, and I think some people are a little upset that Rondell Moore is changing his number. There was excitement that he was going to wear the Rod Tidwell 85, the Rob Moore 85, but he decided to make a little switcheroo. We'll tell you what digit Ra- uh, Rondell Moore is going to wear. And, um, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, have, have we decided, where, where did you stand as far as Kyler Murray? Did you, do you think he needs to play on Saturday, Alex? Yeah, I changed my tune. Um, yeah. I, uh, I think he needs to do it for himself. Just a little, he just needs to see one for, like, he just needs to see a, a first down completion. You know, not yeah. a dump down pass to Rondell Moore, um, not a handoff, just something, just something. Get the juices flowing, get in the hell out of the game, and let's roll. It is uh it, it was one thing we were, we were kind of talking about it off air, and and I'm curious to kind of get more in depth on this as far as the play calling in the preseason. Because Cliff Kingsbury's first year, and that was the the we didn't have preseason, obviously, last year it was all canceled. Uh, but the first year we were all curious what the air raid was gonna look like, and Cliff Kingsbury basically was like, You're not gonna see it. You're not gonna see it till week one. We've seen now two seasons of it, and then now we've seen this preseason. And people were up in arms, especially last week's performance where Kyler Murray comes out there and the offense put forth negative yards. He had what uh, two yards passing altogether, one for four. It was it was just it was ugly. So 
It, what, but was it this this that Cliff Kingsbury really didn't even roll anything out? He's just like, oh, we're just going to go out there and kind of improvise, and that was what we got. Yeah, I mean that's kind of that's what he said initially when when he came into the league. You're not going to see a whole lot. You're going to see about forty percent. That's what he said from day one, being on the job d- during preseason when people were calling the offense soft. I can't remember who it was. Uh, was it a Broncos player or Raider? I think it was a Raider player that that said the La- the Lakers, the Cardinals were soft. I mean, you can hold on to that crutch until you you know see it in the regular season and it's the same. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You know, I just remember it's it's important to remember that you can't uh, put too much stock in, in preseason, especially the play calling. Sometimes teams go out there and just not even script any plays or anything like that. So the Arizona Cardinals, we're, we're, we're going to have to wait until the regular season opener to really get a chance to gauge this offense. And that's kind of scary to me because there was such a big concern to, to wrap up last season. That's where they fell short. Less than 20 points combined between the game against the Niners and the game against the Rams. Um, you know, and then to go on the road, early kickoff, another thing that's kind of uh, that scares Cardinals fans that they've infamously not performed well in is, is early kickoffs. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, I guess it's just going to be wait and see. I mean, they could come out like gangbusters, but at the same time, I don't think anybody would be shocked if they came out flat. Yeah, I mean, it's... When you look at Tennessee, it's a perfect litmus test team. They're not the greatest. They're not. They're not a bottom dweller, but they'll eat your lunch if you let them. On you know on on offense. So it's going to be a great test for the defense with the two wide receivers on the outside. There's not going to be that much of a pass rush. So Kyler should be able to eat a little bit. But if that offense is porous against that defense, there's going to be problems moving forward. Like I feel like yeah. it is a perfect, perfect dust the cobwebs off game, but also there's going to be a lot of insight into what this offense could potentially look like with all the new pieces before it gels, especially if you're not going to see a whole lot in the preseason. So it's a is perfect it, team to yeah. play week one. Is it ignorant to think, though, that if the Probably defense comes coming out of you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that the, if the defense comes out week one and plays up to their capabilities, and then I think where the big question is as far as the offense's performance, if the offense comes out and is just on fire, they could crush, they could actually win that game pretty handily against the Tennessee Titans, which is pretty crazy to think about. Like, if their defense comes out, and they can make some stops, but the offense comes out, and and they're equally as electric, they should win with the talent that they have, pound for pound. I mean, you look at two out of the first three weeks on the road, one against the playoff team, perennial playoff team at this point in Tennessee, and then you get Jacksonville in week three, who the hell knows what the roster is going to be like then. If they can get a W on the road in week one, they play more road games than they do home games, it can flip the script on everything. The first couple of weeks, it's it's silly season, especially because nobody plays in the preseason. Nobody's going to show anything, or at least that's what Cliff says. Their, their defense against the run has been pretty good, but they're going up against the best running back in the NFL. Yeah. You know, and I, he just is pound for pound. There are guys that, you know, catch the ball to the backfield better, blah, blah, blah. Derrick Henry is the best get handoff, run to touchdown running back in the NFL. So, yeah, there's so many pain points that could turn into strengths or weaknesses for the Cardinals. We're going to find out seemingly right away week one. And and Derrick Henry is kind of the equalizer when you talk about the Tennessee Titans making a change at the offensive coordinator position because Arthur Smith became the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. It's like you can always hang your hat on just handing the ball off to number 22. 
And then that, you know, obviously Ryan Tannehill has thrived in the play action pass with Derrick Henry. Uh, if, if you if you can really turn, if if you can put the the pressure on Ryan Tannehill to be and, and win that game for the Tennessee Titans, I think the it it, it really just kind of the momentum would shift to the Arizona Cardinals. It this is going to be a fun game to really start breaking down and, and looking into talking to Tyler Rowland, of course, of Locked On Titans and getting his insight on it, but like. The defense for the Titans does not strike fear, at, at, I don't think, in anybody. Uh, they were in games with with the Houston Texans last year that they needed the Texans to make mistakes for them to even push those, you know, win those games. So it, it's not perfect, and they're going to rely upon a lot of youngsters as far as in that defensive secondary, which is it's not good. Well, I mean, and you look at the Cardinals' defense, they have two Derrick Henrys playing inside linebacker. <laughs> like like you so yeah. it's gonna be important i say it tongue-in-cheek but you look at zavin collins and isaiah simmons derrick henry is going to get to the second level with some regularity and if you're relying on corners to tackle him it ain't gonna work if you're relying on buddha baker who probably weighs 50 pounds less than derrick henry to save a tackle save a touchdown it ain't gonna work you're gonna need isaiah simmons and zavin collins in the middle of the field ball hawking spying derrick henry which you don't say a yeah. whole lot about running backs but I mean, there's a handful of guys that you always have to account for. Any play, any time can break one. And I think, I mean, Zayvon Collins and, and Derrick Henry weigh the same. No, no, and no. Zayvon's a little, he's a little, little beefier. Heavier? Oh, 10 yeah. pounds more? Yeah, so he's what, 260? Yeah. yeah he's, okay. uh, Derrick Henry's in the 240s, about 245. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, if you watch a Cardinals game, you see that those two linebackers stand out. They pop, like, not even on the plate. Like, they're just big, uh, big dudes out there. Uh, Isaiah Simmons probably given a few LBs to Derrick Henry, but um, it's going to be a car accident every time those either that the trio matches up. Yeah. I, I will say this about Zayvon Collins watching Hard Knocks. By the far, by by the way, the most boring season of Hard Knocks by far. They they jumped the shark. They ruined that series by going tripling down on the Dallas Cowboys. Mike McCarthy brings zero juice. Bore fest. The only thing that was good and redeeming about last night's episode was the three-minute drone shot uh, of the facility in Frisco, Texas. But other than that, I, I mean, it's a circus. But you can I only see say, the bearded lady so many times. Yeah. So I brought up, um, brought that up because once again, Micah Parsons was on the show getting burned this time by Ceedee Lamb. I think that Zayvon Collins is a better player than Micah Parsons already. That's my hot take as far as. Uh, your first round defenders. And if Micah Parsons is one of the guys standing in his way for the defensive rookie of the year, because, you know, the linebackers can obviously fill the stat sheet a little bit more than the defensive backs, unless they get a lot of picks. So JC Horn and, and, uh, and Patrick Sertain, I think that Zayvon Collins is a really legit shot winning the defensive rookie of the year. Just seeing a glimpse of, of Micah Parsons once in the preseason, of course, on hard knocks. It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Uh, so there's L.A. Rams. They added a running back after, of course, their main back went down a couple months ago in Cam Akers. Also, they're dealing with some injury issues already uh, to the guy that's supposed to uh, fill in. So they made a deal today. The Arizona Cardinals missed out on an opportunity on the same running back, maybe to uh, bolster that room. We'll get into it. Locked on Cardinals. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked on AZ cards, but let's get into the fact that the Cardinals are dogs in their preseason finale against the New Orleans Saints. That's fine. You know, they're on the road. They're in the big easy. 
that's all good, all well and good. If you want to bet on the Cardinals, though, the best place to do that is betonline.ag. It's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as the teams are back on the gridiron. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get updated odds, props, and contests, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head over to the website, use your cell, sign up today. You get a hundred percent welcome bonus. They'll match you dollar for dollar. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, the season opener between the Bucks and the Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager is refunded up to twenty-five dollars. Yeah, it's like it's a win-win. You can't find anything more of a win-win than that. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Go there, get your 100% sign up bonus. Bet online, your online sports book experts. So here we go. It was Schefter, it was Ian Rappaport, multiple reports saying that the Los Angeles Rams have sent two draft picks to the New England Patriots and kind of, uh, it's, it's still a crowded running back room. They still have 7,700 running backs in New England, but one less today. Sony Michelle. Ian Rappaport breaking it down. Compensation update. It's a fifth rounder and a sixth rounder this year that converts to a fourth rounder. If the Rams get a fourth round comp pick, complicated, but essentially Sony Michelle for a fourth round pick, not too shabby. Cardinals don't have a fourth round pick. It belongs to the Baltimore Ravens. They went in the deal that had them trade up for Marco Wilson. Uh, but did they miss out on an opportunity to add kind of a, a, a good, maybe contrasting style to Chase Edmonds. No. No. Do you want any more? Yeah. No. I mean, it's no, a pod. No, I don't, no, no I, I don't think so. I mean, he, he was buried on that bench. There, were, there was four or five. You know, there's four running backs all the time. Rex Burkhead was getting the, the leg up over him last year. Uh, he's got a degenerative knee, I believe, like what Todd Gurley had. He's some sort of knee injury. I, I mean, what was that, fifth and a sixth? Is that what it was? But what rap sheet was pretty much breaking down is they're likely to get a a comp pick because the the Rams are going to have more guys exit free agency because they can't afford anything because they're paying their stars so much between Stafford and Goff, I believe, is still on the payroll a little bit. And then, of course, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So So, so you look at this and... The arms race that I've been talking about, how the Cardinals have kind of been in last. We'll see what happens this year with the NFC West, with the additions of A.J. Green and and J.J. Watt. We'll see how they produce on the field. This one is pretty benign. Like, the Cardinals didn't miss out, in my opinion. I don't know why you would trade a run, a, a, a one pick, let alone two, for a guy that really hasn't proven a whole lot since he's come into the league. He flashed as a rookie coming out of Georgia. I think that was the luxury pick that I either I think they made the Super Bowl the year before. I don't think they won. They either won the Super Bowl or made the Super Bowl the year before the Patriots did. So it was the Clyde Edwards-Alaire pick for Kansas City. Same kind of thing. Uh, They could have gone myriad different ways. They chose him over Nick Chubb, which is interesting because Nick Chubb went top of the second round. Would have been a completely different landscape for the Patriots. But no, I think this is more much ado about nothing. You're just looking at the Rams' clock speeding up a little bit more for their window. Because, I mean, they can't trade draft picks into 2028. You know, where are they going to get all these young guys? Yeah, 2018, that postseason, Sony Michelle had uh, six touchdowns. He was a monster. Um, the, it is wild how much the Ram- the Rams are just punting on the draft these days. But 
they're 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 going to continue to be the darling as far as preseason picks until they fall apart. I mean, it's like the Ram, the Rams are going to ride this wave. They're now stuck in this this situation where they don't have the luxury anymore of, of that rookie quarterback contract, and they're just going to have to find creative ways to to get talent onto their roster. And as long as guys like Aaron Donald, who's thirty, uh, are playing at an all world type level, they'll be fine. But you know that's that's asking a lot. You know, at, at some point, Father Time's going to come and collect, and Aaron Donald's going to take a step back. It's not going to be now, but it's going to happen sooner than later. Yeah, and you look at it like all of the players that they have on their roster, none of them would garner a first round pick that they're willing to trade. Like, if they wanted to get younger, Jalen Ramsey yeah. would be the one, but he's the best corner in football probably, so you're not going to trade him. You may, If you can get three ones for him and completely reverse yeah. track, if say they don't win this year, say they get bounced in the playoffs or don't make the playoffs, you could look at Jalen Ramsey and be like, you know what? We can get exactly the haul that we gave for him because he's still in his prime. He's a kid, you know? So that's the only guy. You're not going to trade Aaron Donald ever. You don't – what trade cap – what players do you have that you could trade? To get younger, well, yeah, especially if if Matthew Stafford doesn't do what they think he can do, right? Like if, if they let Stafford, Josh Johnson walk, like if, they're, if they're he's sneaky safety, if he's the same guy that he was in Detroit, people are like, okay, we know who he is. We know that he's a guy that he can't he can't take a team to the next level. Uh, it, it was he was part of the problem in Detroit. We're not going to give up all this. We're not going to take on that salary. We're not going to take on Matthew Stafford when we know what what he is at this point. You know, their window probably is open the least. When you, I mean, the Arizona Cardinals made a lot of deals, especially free agent dollars, and bringing in guys that are a little long in the tooth relative to the NFL. Rodney Hudson, over 30. JJ Watt, over 30. AJ Green, over 30. But when you look at it, as far as who's in that building and who can, has projectability and could be, you know, a bona fide star. I think the Arizona Cardinals are only behind one team in their division as far as that's concerned. As far as the, the future, you know, you can't say the Seattle Seahawks because they had three picks last year. Yeah, they have DK Metcalf. Yeah, they have Tyler Lockett. But beyond that, everybody else is over 30, and uh, it's going to be tough for them to do it. They don't have a first-round pick another last, uh, last year. Jamal Adams is kind of a one-trick pony. He's a younger guy. But man, I mean, I think you're only looking up at the San Francisco 49ers as far as young projectable talent within the NFC West. Yeah, but you can win in this league if you're top heavy in the right spots. And sure. I think Seattle's top heavy in the right spots. You have an all-world playmaker in Jamal Adams, okay, right? You have a DK Metcalf is going to be a top 5 wide receiver if he isn't already, you know, if he gets the touches. Tyler Lockett is the best one of the best wide receiver twos in, in the game. You have the run attack that is that always works. It's the movie Rockstar. I talk about it all the time. It doesn't matter who's wearing the jersey. They're going to produce from the running back position. And you have one of the best quarterbacks in football, you know? And Bobby Wagner's going to retire a, Se- a Seahawk. You know, like, he's, he's an ageless guy. You know, he's going to play probably another three, three more high-impact years before he Clay Matthews it into the sunset. You know, mm-hmm. like, they're top-heavy in the right spots. San Francisco's just deep, we think. You know, I mean, nobody can stay in. Nobody can stay healthy. We'll see what happens with Nick Bosa this year. Trey Lance is going to be a stud, we think. Their wide receivers are okay. You know, like, there's no proven. Yeah. Yeah, but he's really, like, but we haven't seen it in a real offense. We've seen a gimmick offense with them. And, and that's why I throw the word projectability out there. 
I mean, they they've invested. You've seen flashes from these guys. You've got a Nick Bosa. They've got uh, Javon Kinlaw in the interior of that defensive line. They've got Fred Warner, who's already tabbed as one of the best inside linebackers in the league. And then on the offensive side, you've got your quarterback, who you think could be a franchise-type guy. And then you've got wide receivers and uh, George Kittle, one of the better playmakers at the tight end position, if not the best. So there's a lot there. There's a lot to like. As far as the Cardinals are concerned, the two linebackers, very exciting. They've got to figure it out this season. And then you've got uh, Byron Murphy, who's, I think you can add to it, Buda Baker's in this conversation. And then on the offensive side of the football, it's Kyler Murray. Right. I mean, it's, but I think that the older players, yeah, I mean, but the older players right now are going to be the boost that the young guys need. And we've talked about this a lot that like every potential high impact guy on the Arizona Cardinals roster that's young has a veteran counterpart, you know, Malcolm Butler for the corners and JJ Watt and Chandler Jones for the linebacking kids, Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. We will come up with a damn nickname for them. I promise you that. Um, and then Colt McCoy for Kyler, you know, and then you have DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green for Rondo Moore, even though they play completely different wide receiver positions, they have their training wheels in each position, which is imperative for the growth. We'll just see if they're going to be able to take that step forward. As you mentioned, projectability wise, the best young quarterback in the NFC West is Kyler. Cause he's probably, he's the only one that really qualifies, you know, even though Russell Wilson will probably play six or seven more years. I don't think he's going to end up as a Seahawk. From all hmm. the stuff that we've talked about, I mean, do you think he's going to retire a Seahawk? Probably not. I mean, when you get upset when nothing's really wrong, right? You know, I mean, how are you going to keep that? How are you going to keep that person? At some point, he he doesn't love the Seahawks any longer, and there you can't change that unless you give him like this this control that I don't think you should ever give the power to a player for, like especially in a cap league, he's not going to make the right decisions. So. Yeah, it's it's I I absolutely believe that they're ahead of L.A. and and Seattle as far as the younger player arms race is concerned in the NFC West. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, hanging out with you. Uh, one more preseason game to go, and the Arizona Cardinals have one of their key players on offense has changed his number. We'll tell you what Rondell Moore is going to wear on the back of his jersey, and uh, we'll wrap things up here on Locked On Cardinals. Let me tell you about the best tasting protein bar. On the market, it's Built Bar. You know that. What's your favorite flavor? Salted caramel's mine. Alex's, I don't know. He's got a horrible palate. This is a guy that eats hamburger helper, but uh, he knows a tasty protein bar when he gets one. What's your favorite Built Bar? Throw my dirty laundry out there, bro. The beef (laughs) pasta, man. Beef pasta hamburger helper. Sponsor our podcast. Orange. Talk about something that tastes good. Orange. Orange is my favorite. Strawberry, though, is a close second now. The two... A featured yeah. limited limited time ones are they're both excellent. For whatever reason, Built Bar loaded Alex up with a bunch of free bars where I didn't. Even though I'm I'm actually the the uh, the lover of protein bars of the crew, but Alex gets it. I don't know. Go figure. I'll digress. You've got 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs. It's tasty. It's healthy. It's those worlds colliding. Figure it out. Taste it yourself. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Rondell Moore going back to his college number, number four. 
Kind of looks cool running around in number four. Andy Lee switching it up. The punter will no longer wear that number that he's worn the last couple seasons. Some people, though, kind of downtrodden a little bit over it because Rondell Moore was going to wear the uh, the same jersey number that Rod Tidwell wore in the movie Jerry Maguire. Um, that's that's all I got on it, Alex. I mean, there's not much more to say about it. Yeah, I think 85 is stupid. <laughs> I just don't think so, man. Yeah, I just don't. It's too clunky. Like when you have the option to use these sexy single digit numbers, I think it's just I think that you look more terrifying to opposing defenses if you wear single digit numbers. Looks speedier in number 4. Yeah, I, uh, I, I like it a lot more, dude. And this is the best NFL rule. Like, besides when they're allowed teams to go for two, because that was a change over the last 25 years, right? You weren't always able to go for two in the NFL. That was a college rule they adopted, I believe. That one, yeah. moving the extra point back and changing yeah. the numbers, are mic-dropped incredible decisions by the NFL. Because who cares? Who cares? Now, I just wonder if he's going to have to pay part of his rookie-scale contract to buy out all of 85 because he hasn't actually played a game in it yet. But yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if they had the Rondell Moore t-shirt jerseys in the team shop there at uh, state farm stadium just yet. Maybe, maybe he avoided that. I, I think that they have to probably wait on the rookies because they're always changing numbers anyway, as cuts kind of go down. The Arizona Cardinals made uh, some cuts. Your boy, the tight end from uh, Austria did not make the cut. He was a uh, sent packing. It was, it was a nice story while it lasted. Uh, the tight end position, Ross Travis, I think, gave people something to cheer about on sat, on Friday with the, the scoring a touchdown. We'll, we'll be see, it'll be interesting to see, especially in the final week of the preseason, if, if he could make his way onto the roster as that playmaking tight end. But uh, just kind of finishing up a couple of the storylines at this point before we really start to deep dive uh, what we're going to see kind of week one between the Arizona Cardinals and Tennessee Titans. It'll also be interesting to kind of see how Steve Kime's going to navigate seeing some of these players come off the roster. Like we saw a guy that we, you and I, I think it talked about in the pre-draft process as a running back in JV and Hawkins, who was just outright released by the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, if you look at JV and Hawkins, he's an undersized guy. He ran like a four, four, five. He played in that Louisville offense. Um, and it, the players he comps to, are guys that are either fringe roster types or not on a roster any longer. He's just not, it's just not, it, he's not going to be a guy that's going to be a change of pace back to Chase Edmonds. I don't think there's room for him unless it's like in the return game for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. I mean, you wish that there was a chance, like, you're like, oh, you know, that's exactly what the Cardinals need. They just have, you know, a couple big guys and not a lot of speed to yeah. bring them in. But yeah, I mean, it's not, there are, um, there are, uh, you know, other options that the Cardinals should be looking at Todd Gurley to see if they could bring in, you know, a guy um, and who's going to be cheap if he wants to play. I would throw four. I would throw a four million dollar, uh, you know, dart at the wall. Be like one year. He's going to help. They're going to get better if Todd Gurley's the, in their running back room. The the one the team he was on last year didn't even hasn't even sniffed him as far as the Falcons. And the team he spent most of his career with would rather give up a fourth round pick or two picks for Sony Michelle than kick the tires on Todd Gurley. I think that the NFL consensus is it's done. I mean, the Falcons, you know, the only good thing about that organization is Arthur Blank's suits. 
Uh, you know, like that's it. The fact that he wasn't utilized correctly last year because they were down a hundred points, eighty percent of the year. You can't use your running backs. Like Mike Davis is going to eat in that offense. He is going to eat. I can't believe that they didn't bring him back. Todd Gurley's got one or two good years left if he wants to play. I mean, he did commit highway robbery with the in guarantees contract that he got from the Rams. Uh, that monster, what was it, 66 or something like that? Ridiculous. Um, I still think they should bring him in for a look. Couldn't hurt. It's going to do it for us. Locked on Cardinals, part of your Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you're following along Twitter at Locked on AZ Cards. Check us out on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. We'll be back with a fresh new episode tomorrow morning. If you're listening to this podcast as early as you could, we are going to premiere it at noon on YouTube. You guys have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you on Thursday right here. Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network.